Welcome back to It Starts Now, the happy hour of finance and business. My name is Stanley, and I am super excited about today because today I want to dive in into a topic that I'm familiar with and something that my wife and I had transition into earlier last year and what we've been doing is gathering up enough data enough information so that way we can share with you guys because i do get a lot of questions people that come up to me and say listen how did you get started and what did you have to do like how did you find a realtor how did you find a property who did you go to um, how did you list it? all these things and if you don't know what i'm talking about right now i am talking about airbnb and putting yourself on a platform for that way you can list your property for rental. And what I want to share today is so much information that from our experience, our perspective, and how we got started. But it is a tremendous opportunity for you to get involved and learn and actually get yourself familiar with rental properties, get yourself familiar with vendors, get yourself familiar with all these things that come along with it. Before we begin, I just want to say this, go do your due diligence, learn the information, but we're going to go step by step. And that way I'm able to share with you everything that we came across and, you know, ups and downs, struggles, um, challenges, but we overcame them. And now we have a system that's rolling. This is based off our experience and the two platforms that you we currently are using now, which is Airbnb and VRBO. But there's other platforms you can list it on as well. Now, Airbnb can be very profitable if you have the right systems in place, you have the right realtor that shares the information about the community, have the right information, and if you, you know, get lucky here and there to have the right customers that come in and give you some amazing reviews. Now let's dive in. First and foremost, you have to know your community. You have to know the bylaws, the rules and regulations that apply to those bylaws. Now, every community have a certain regulation and restrictions on what you can do and what you cannot do. And what's very important is before you even look into getting a property, before you even decide on this is what I want, research your community that you're trying to get into. You may like a property, and it might be the property of your dreams. That may be the amazing house that you want. However, if the rules and regulations that's within the bylaws are not conducive to what you're trying to accomplish, then it may not work for you. You have to understand what is it that you're trying to accomplish. By doing that, you know what community you should invest your time and invest your money into. Now, we're going to get into knowing the bylaws because every community is different. One may have a curfew at 10 o'clock. The other may have a curfew, let's say 9 o'clock p.m., by the way. And you got to figure out what can you do within the, the parameters or the scope of the community's guideline. Let's say, you, for example, you want to build on a property. You got to know, okay, can I add? Can I extend? What's the rules of operation? Um, how long can I stay? How long can I stay working on the project? The hours that of operation, the hours within the project, you have to know all these guidelines and see if this, that's something that you're allowed to do within within the rules of the. Rent. Next, you want to know what's in your vicinity. You want to know what's around the place that you're trying to invest into. Like, say, for example, what restaurants are they high rated? Are they, is is there something specific about that restaurant? Is it a landmark, a shopping center, mountain climbing, ski lodge, 
whatever it is, you try to figure out what's in there in your vicinity or within your community that you can advertise. That is one great investment because that's going to be your attracting point. You're going to sell that. That's part of your marketing plan. Secondly, you want to know the platform. You got to get familiar with the platform that you're on. For me and my wife, we do Airbnb and we do VRBO. There is a plethora of different platforms that you can get yourself listed on. The next thing is we discussed the community. You got to figure out Airbnb will let you know if you're allowed to have like renters, for example. One of the rules that state from Airbnb is that your community has to allow you to have renters. That is the number one and foremost thing, because if you're not allowed to have renters and whatever happens within your property, it falls under you. I don't believe that Airbnb would even allow you to list your property on their site if you don't check off that agreement. And that, that's very important for you to make sure you you understand that part. Now, VRBO, you, they don't access those questions, right? We just go in, we list the property, and that's why it's important to know the other listings and the other platforms that you have available, and you have to understand their rules and regulation as well. Next thing is insurance. Insurance for VRBO, to me, it has the best insurance policy that I came across. But like I said, we're only familiar with VRBO and Airbnb. Airbnb is on the chat with your client and yourself, and they try to dispute the situation. So basically, you have to reach out to your client yourself and then get all the details of what happened. Airbnb is basically on the chat, and they, they, they're they more like an overseer. So they don't really get involved. Whereas VRBO, the insurance policy is $59 for $1,500, $79 for $3,000, and $99 for $5,000. And that's your coverage. So you have to get familiar with that. Payouts. You have to get familiar with the payouts. In case of a damage, you got to know how they're going to pay you out when it comes to the insurance. But you want to make sure that how they're going to regularly schedule to pay you out. For example... Airbnb, their payout system is you go in, it's about two weeks process. You go in and once you get inside the person, let's say the first day, the second day you get paid. Whereas VRBO, it takes a month initially for you to get your first payment. But then after that, it's two weeks. So think about the timeline and think about if that's going to work for you. Whereas it's a give and take, basically. Think of it this way. VRBO, they're going to give you the best insurance, but Airbnb, it's going to pay out a lot quicker. So you got to decide which one you want to lean towards. Are you the type of person that prefer the money up front and right away? Or are you the type of person that wants insurance? You may have home insurance and you may have additional uh, property insurance and things like that to make sure that you're covered. But you may say like, listen, the, the payout process is a lot quicker. I can go ahead, make uh, get my payment, dispute my arguments between me and the client and whatever agreements we have, and then take it back. Whereas VRBO, you know, for example, for the payout, it's going to be at about two weeks. But if any damages, uh, they, they're going to cover for it, depending on the type of insurance that is, put, is placed on there, whether it be the $59 for $1,500, the $79 for $3,000, or the 99 for $5,000 to make sure you're covered. Other platforms that you can use to list your property is um, Home2Go, Flipping Keys, uh, what else they have? They have, so, they have so many. You have Priceline, you have 
it, it, it's just a, a whole lot of people that's coming out that's really competitive. You got the, t the top tiers that's competing with Airbnb. You got VRBO, like I said, that we're familiar with. But just go online, try to research, and find out the other platforms that you can list it under. Next thing I want to cover is your system. You have to have a system in place. And what I mean by this is this, because you're going to have to get in contact with a lot of vendors. If you have your property, and let's say some electrical thing is going wrong with the property, your thermometer is off, or uh, there's some light fixtures, or even a panel, if something is off, whether it's plumbing, you got to get in contact with them, right? Because here's what happens. You have a property, somebody's inside, then electricity go out. You're going to have to contact somebody right away to make sure that you're taking care of the people that's in your home, in your property. You want to make sure that's taken care of. So you got to have somebody on speed dial. Same thing with a plumber. You got to make sure you have a plumber available in case of a pipe issue. I, I remember we had some pipe issue and we had to come out very quickly. Uh, fortunately for us, it wasn't as, you know, strenuous. It wasn't as something that was like outrageous, but we still had somebody that we could contact. But we had to learn that along the way, because when you have a property or whether you have like gas or whether you have like a boiler system or uh, depending on what type of system that you have, you may ha need somebody to come in because same thing. If you have somebody in the property, if you're in a cold environment, then you have to understand that you may need somebody on speed out to come and depending on your system, if you got to drop off oil. And the reason is because the per person's going to be in a property and you don't want them to freeze. You want to make sure that the heat comes in on time. You know, things happen. Yes, you, 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 you want to make sure that you're prepared, but you don't want the customer or your client to be the one that loses out because at the end, if they lose out, unfortunately you lose out too on a bad review. So you got to have those systems in place. Next system you have to have in place, you have to have somebody that's going to take care of the disposables because in some communities, like the community that we're in, they collect once a week. So let's say they collect on a Monday or whether they collect on a Tuesday, they're not going to come back again until the following week. So you have to have somebody that's going to be in charge of taking care of disposables. Next thing, you want to make sure you have the cleaners in place. That way they can thoroughly clean the property. And when I say thoroughly clean the property, you got to go in and do spot checks right after them. Because if they're not cleaning it as the way you would like or as thorough as you think is it should be then the client that's coming in or your guest is coming in they're going in on the expectation that they got a, a clean uh, facility and the only person that lose out again is the customer so you got to make sure that the property is clean do spot checks until you get familiar with them and then they have an idea of what you're looking for and once they have an idea what you're looking for and that language and that communication is clear and it's fully transparent then you could you know back off a little bit you don't have to do spot checks as frequently but you want to make sure that they know the type of uh, cleansiness that you're looking for. They should be able to provide that service. Next thing, you can either go look for a property manager or you can be that property manager. Either way, you still have to do another spot check, which is damages. You got to go in, investigate, make sure the place is... Um, nothing wrong with the walls nothing wrong with the furniture nothing wrong with the kitchen you know appliances you want to make sure the windows everything is okay now here's a trick about that if you become that person that that property manager it's going to be time consuming because now you got to take time out your day and not only do the spot checks on the cleaners but now you got to do the spot checks after each guest because 
the VRBO, for example, they give you about 14 days for you to verify that any damage are done in the property. So you got to go in and spot check within that 14 days. And if there is a damage, you got to go and report it in a timely manner for them to process it. And this is what I'm talking about the process because you have to understand what they pay out time when it comes to damages. You have to make sure that's taken care of. So it can be time consuming. So you got to decide whether you want to be that property manager or you want to hire somebody to do it. Now, if you if this is not if this is like a side gig and you just making extra cash and you could do it on your day off or you could come in and you schedule it around your calendar to make sure that the, per the people that's exiting the property they exit the time that you come off or within that 14 days time frame, then you're okay. You don't have to worry about a property manager. However, if your time is consumed and this is more like a passive income, then yes, you, you may have to hire somebody because not only that you're taking care, like I said, the spot checks on the cleaners, you got to make sure the disposables is taken care of. You got to make sure no damages are done to the house. So it, it, it is a lot of work and it can't be as passive as you like unless you start putting all these systems in place. Finally, you want to get down to the amenities of the property. You want to make sure that you have just the right amenities depending on the area that you're in. The amenities that work for your environment and the amenities that you feel that the, the customers would like, because you'll be surprised. A simple Uno card or a simple basketball hoop or something that is going to be attractive like the fire pits, those things you know in a cold climax is probably or even in the warm climax it, it's probably going to help but then other activities they may not help or other amenities they may not help so you got to find what works around for your environment and for where you're at i think that's what's going to help you grow your your business and grow your property and let it flourish to the, the, the possibilities of what it can become and lastly I did say finally, but now I'm going to say lastly. Uh, lastly, one thing is find out who you market into. You can market in so many platforms. You can market it on Facebook. You can market it on IG. You can market it on um, your website. If you have a website, you can market anywhere. Like a friend of mine has an Airbnb and he was marketing it to people out in Europe. There was a site that he had. He, he realized a lot of people was um, commuting from out of the country to just visit New York City. And he just put his uh, listing on that marketing tool. I got to get the name. He marketed to the people that were going to go out and sightsee. They weren't going to stay within the property. And that's very important. Let me tell you why. Because the more they outside of the property doing outdoor activities, that's less you have to worry about any damages inside the property. That's less you have to worry about, you know, keeping up the upkeep of the property, cleaning it as much because once the person or once the group of people or the clients that you have and they're staying in the property and you know they're, they're like homebodies, they're not going to sightseeing, then you have to understand that, yeah, you're going to have to do some thorough cleaning because they're really in the property. They're spending their time here. Or you got to make sure that there's no damages because if you're there for four days and you treat it like your home, which we want, then you have to understand that th there's a possibility that you can occur some damages here and there. It could be minor. It could be, you know, it could be something big, but you just want to you just want to realize who you marketing to and use that, use that. And I did say lastly, and I did say finally, but one thing I left out is within the system is your calendar. 
managing the calendar is very important. And I'm surprised I left this for last, but it's maybe a good thing that I left it for last because it is that important. Your calendar, whoever's managing the calendar, and that falls under the property manager too, if you're going to be that person or if you're going to assign somebody to do it as well, you got to be in constant communication. You got to be as transparent. You got to be as uh, responsive as much as possible. Because you're rated on that. You're rated on how quickly you respond. You're rated on how you communicate. All that stuff is going to go within the review. But the most important thing about the calendar is if you're using multiple sites, you have to have somebody that can manage the calendar to make sure you don't double book. And that's the worst thing that can happen when two people. Well, I don't think the system will allow you to double book, but you never know. There's a possibility that it can happen if you don't block it off on one site and then you leave it open on the other and then two people come to the property around the same time. So managing the calendar is very, very, very important. You got to make sure that, number one, if you book it on this site, then you got to close it out on that site. All right. And it's a daily thing. You got to update the rates. You got to update the pictures. You got to update the uh, amenities. It's just so much that you have to do. So it can be a passive income if you have all these systems in place. But if you don't, then it is no longer passive. You, you, you're going to put in some work and you're going to put in some time. And that's one of the things that we learned. In the beginning, we really worked. Like we were trying to figure things out. We were at first we were rolling with the punches until we realized that we couldn't take it too many punches. And we were like, no, we got to figure this out. And we put a lot of systems in place. And now we realize there's, there's a flow of things. And once you have a flow of things, it's like anything in life. Once the, the thing is connecting and you have this sense of things are moving, you just got to capitalize on the momentum and just let it roll. And that's what we've been doing now. And we, we wanted to share this information because we get a lot of questions, but we just wanted to gather enough data and information that way we can really give you the, the ins and outs on how to operate the Airbnb. But like I said, we use VRBO and Airbnb, but there's a ton of other platforms that you can list on the property and we weren't aware of it. There's so many things that you can do with Airbnb, but managing it uh, that that's going to take some work until you find a system that benefits you and that's going to be uh, profitable. But Airbnb can be profitable. Uh, we are the witness of it. But once again, find your system, find your groove, make the thing work for you and you'll be prosperous. So pretty much that's it for me. I just want to say thank you. I hope it added some value for you. I tried to think of everything that I possibly came across. I didn't want to give any information that I haven't seen yet. So every everything that I shared with you is something that either I experienced or my wife experienced. And we came together and I just hope that it added some value into your life. And if you did add some value, please comment, please like, please share and please subscribe. This definitely helps us out. And one last thing. If it didn't add value to you, but if you feel that it would add value to somebody else, please share that because the most important thing that we can do is share information to help each other grow. So share that information and, you know, like and hit the notification. So that way, you know, next time that we have something else, you'll be the first to know. All right, guys, have a good one.